Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Yo, 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 yo. As you can tell, I'm currently surrounded by yo-yos. I'm not even sure where they've come from, but I've decided to count each and every one of them uh, by uh, sort of saying their name every time I spot one. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, do children even use yo-yos anymore? Do any of you listeners use a yo-yo? I can't imagine many of you would think they were very fun. If you don't know what a yo-yo is, it's like a wooden or plastic round thing attached to a string. And you sort of lower it and you let it spin and then you pull it back up. And then you do the same again and again and again and again. And Hey, wake up! Yes, you're right, it does sound a bit rubbish, doesn't it? I mean, if someone said, hey, you can play on a Nintendo Switch for an hour, or you can have this wooden or plastic round thing on some string that goes up and down, and then up and down again, then up and down again, then it stops, and then you've got to wind it back up again, then it goes up and down, and then it goes up and down, and then it goes up and down. It'd be very strange for you to say, do you know what? Throw that Nintendo Switch into space, because I couldn't imagine anything more fun in the whole wide world than a wooden or plastic round thing on some string that goes up and down, and then up, and down and then um, some people uh, when I was young some people had yo-yos and they could do very cool tricks with them that were called things like walking the dog which sounds really boring doesn't it that's not an exciting name for a trick rock the baby that was another one that also sounds boring or around the corner that sounds like you're just going to the shop to buy some milk really very dull names Anyway, I bet you've all got far more fun things to do now, like sort of soldering iron kits or mechanical cows or a toy gun that shoots cabbages at anyone called Henry. Toys have got far more exciting than yo-yos, which might be why someone has sent me so many boxes of them. They're quite hard to get rid of because when you sort of get rid of them, they keep coming back for several times until they run out. It's the same with boomerangs. You just can't throw them away. So here I am with all these yo-yos and there you are. So very welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... And I'm Tiernan, seven days a week and 24 hours a day. It's quite tiring, really. How are you? What have you been doing? Have you? Wow, how did you even find tap shoes to fit a crocodile? And how would you put them on without them snapping you? Well, fair enough. I'm I'm very impressed. Me? Well, thanks for asking. I've been counting yo-yos and I've also been arguing with my daughter, who is three, about her bath times. Um, She needs a bath because she is three and that means she is about 90% muck from things she's climbed under, rubbed into her hair, painted on her face, tried to eat and fallen over into. Honestly, if you need an area cleaned, you just need to put a three-year-old in some really sparkling, shiny, clean clothes and within minutes all the dirt from the room will somehow be all over them instead um so anyway i was telling her that it was bath night and she said i can't have a bath it's too watery in there 
and I, I was a bit stumped by that because she's not wrong. How do you fix that? A bath is water. They, of course, it's watery. It's, it's a bath. How do you stop that? Do I put jelly powder in the water so it becomes more jelly than water? But then she wouldn't be clean. She'd be really sticky and then I've ruined a lot of jelly and then she'd be so sticky that mucky dirt things would stick to her even more. And uh, yeah, it'd be terrible. Do I take the water out and then I put her in the bath so that the bath's not watery anymore, but she's in the bath, but then she's still not getting clean? Somebody I know suggested that I explain to her once I put her in the bath that it would be less watery as it would now be part three-year-old toddler. And that's a very clever thing to do. I wish I'd thought of that at the time, but instead I just picked her up and put her in the bath because us gassy bumble wallies, sorry, grown-ups, are really mean sometimes. Yours obviously aren't those. They've uh, let you listen to this and they've been helping you send in loads of brilliant questions. Thank you for that. Um, Don't forget that if you have things you'd like a comedian to answer for you on this podcast, then please do send in any questions at all to podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk with help from your gassy bumble wallies, obviously. And also don't forget to give this silly podcast a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. I don't know where that might be. It could be Apple Podcasts. It could be a well, I guess, Portugal. Who knows? Um, But most importantly, though, we are doing live Comedy Club for Kids shows again, um, only in the UK at the moment, I'm afraid. Sorry, international listeners. But if you are in the UK and you want to see the comedians you hear on this show telling you jokes, but actually there, like in front of you, where you can see their faces and everything, then head to comedyclubforkids.co.uk and see when we're near you. Now, once I've got rid of this yo-yo. No, stop it. No, go away. No, don't come. Don't come back. No, go away. Oh, this is so annoying. Right, I'll deal with this. You listen to this week's importantest bit. So, you got your first yo-yo. I am joined on the show today by Ken Chen, a.k.a. Ken Ken with the strength of exactly 7.3 hens. Uh, Ken, the only person in the world who can successfully communicate with cutlery. And of course, as all of our listeners will know, Ken, the founder of the famous and renowned International Burp Orchestra. Um, Ken, it's lovely having you on the show. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm great. Yes. Oh, to take me back to those days of setting, putting that orchestra together. It's always I, nice there. Beautiful. You made such beautiful music. Yeah. It, it, you know, the, the show Glee was originally going to be about a burp orchestra, but they decided it was too, too, you know, out there. Yes, I suppose it's quite it's quite sophisticated as well. I'd have thought because Glee needed to be for a general audience, didn't it? And it sort of yeah. went out to the mass market uh, for all ages. But actually something like a burp orchestra is like next level artistic culture and it may have been quite mm. hard for some people to to deal with yeah there's mainly just a lot of gas in the in the studio too much gas yes which made it quite difficult for audiences uh, i guess yeah yeah pretty much people were just like they were smelling people's foods that was the main issue Yes, but you were you were quite clever in that. I mean, one of the things I mean, there's many things that I I really admire about uh, your career. But one of the things you were brilliant. You used to have different people eating different foods in the orchestra, so that it, like not only would it be sounds, but it'd be smells to go with the music. Yeah, that was an important part of it. It was very much the original 4D experience. <laughs> yes, yes, that's all exactly sorts of it. Sense. Yeah, I feel feel all music should come with a sense of smell attached to it. That's true. Yeah, I, do you know what? That's a, a lot of music's missing that, actually. And I think it would be brilliant to uh, go see a live gig and really get a whiff that is unique to that band. Yeah. Yeah, then there's there's more, you know, there's more prestige in seeing a band live 
which you know you, you gotta you gotta have that so people can go okay well did you really see whatever the Beatles live what, what do they smell like and people would then know if someone actually was a real fan what would you um just out of interest, I, I'm trying to imagine what the Beatles might smell like and <laughs> it's difficult isn't it because I'd have sort of said in their early days probably um probably sort of quite down to earth food and then probably later on like Paul McCartney would smell of some sort of vegetarian yeah. uh, burgers I think yeah after that you know that whole thing that whole meat thing that yeah. fad vegetarian fad that he got into yeah and I guess and, and John Lennon probably later on would have smelled like being in bed I think probably just sort of like when you wake up <laughs> that kind of smell yeah. I don't know it's difficult have you got have you got any bands that you particularly like and you can imagine a, a smell for it's a good question. I'm not actually that into music myself. Weirdly, as a as a conductor and hmm. manager of an orchestra, I I don't I don't I don't really follow musical trends. Or maybe that's why I started the Burp Orchestra because I thought, you know what, modern music, classical music, all of the musics aren't quite interesting enough. They don't quite represent the raw human <laughs> emotion of burping. But I, yeah, but again, you know, again, one of the things I admire about you is you said, you know, the world needs this. I'm just going to go and do it and I'm going to bring it yeah. to them. And, and, and I think that's, that's really admirable. I think more people need to take that initiative. If the music or smells or just burps that they love aren't out there in the world that they can, uh, mm. they can bring it to people. It's pretty exciting. Just, it's just, uh, it's what I did. It's what I do. <laughs> I bring people things that they definitely ask for <laughs> well well thank you and again thank you for taking time out of that uh to have a chat with us on the show today and and how are you getting on in general when you're not uh when you're not dealing with burp orchestras are you well i am well i'm generally very well i've had a great lockdown but a grand, grand scheme of things the grand scheme of things i've had a very good lockdown so i can't complain it's, I have to let listeners know, and I hope you don't mind me putting this out, but you are wearing what looks like the comfiest sort of jacket, robe. Like, uh, is it a slanket? Oh, a throw. It just, it it's looks just like you're throw. wearing a bear and it is, uh, yeah. I assume that it's just incredibly cosy. It is the coziest thing. I wear it all the time. I should probably wash it at some point because I've always, I'm always just wearing it at the computer when I'm doing everything. When I'm doing gigs, I sometimes have it on. It just, I mean, you've basically been hibernating, haven't you, for like a, a year? Pretty much, pretty much. I'm, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the time off. I think I've, I was already going to take a big break from everything around like February last year. And I was like, oh, okay, this break is mandatory then. Fine. That's fine. But I think that's quite nice. You see, I've always been, um, I think one of the things I've mostly been jealous of bears for, there's not many. I think bears have, they have to yeah. poo in the woods. So that's not nice. You know, have to sort of no. catch fish with their hand. I've, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't be jealous of bears of, but I think the hibernating thing has been something I've always looked at and thought I'd very happily sleep from say November through to March <laughs> and then, and then wake up yeah. in time for spring. I think, that, I think humans should develop that kind of instinct and, Probably we should have it by law that people are allowed to do that and still get paid. Yes, absolutely. Would you have, because I suppose one of the things I always worry about is like bears can eat enough and then just not eat for months. And then that's that true. And that's hard for us. But I, I, I reckon if you could get takeaways, it would be all right. 
if you could just yeah i guess i guess so i think that is what uber uber eats and deliveroo really are catering for is the hibernation yeah but then those people delivering wouldn't be able to hibernate so then you've got the tricky the tricky issue there but that's true yeah maybe they can hibernate for the rest of the year and they could um live in australia so they can have summer Ah, that's a really smart no, plan. That's a really sense. smart plan. Well, if if we worked sense. as a global, <laughs> well, we could work as like a you know, if we were a truly international world, you could have everyone on the other side of the world being the delivery for the people hibernating, and then yeah. we swap and be their their delivery yeah. on exactly. the other, and we could all work Perfect together. And then, system. yeah, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, it would then we mean can that... always have Australian food delivered to us. Yeah, that's flies brilliant. over. And then, but they'd have to have solidly, I suppose they'd have to have solidly British food. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who wins and who loses in that situation. But yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think anyone particularly wins, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> it'll be almost worth it. Yeah, it's, and I, I think also you'd wake up from the sleep so refreshed that it, it wouldn't really matter. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a really good idea. Really good idea. Um, well, considering you've had, I mean, you've had a good. I, I was going to ask one of the things I've been asking people on the show is sort of a tip for for when they've been stuck at home. But obviously, our listeners aren't now stuck at home. They can go places, and they are That's also true. at school. Um, and um, so I was just going to, I just wonder if you had a good tip for, I mean, anything fun to do, anything that you've uh, hobbies or just fun things to do while you're at home. I think uh, got really into more social gaming uh like video games which are more social uh in lockdown i've got really into this game called among us i don't know if you know of it i do know of it. i've not had a chance to play it because um my daughter is three and i don't get to play computer anymore because Uh uh because she ruins it yeah with her noise and jumping and pressing buttons and killing my character every time but (laughs) tell me about among us what do you what do you have to do in it it's a it's one of those social deduction games where someone is like lying you know you know have you played werewolf yes yes i have yeah Yeah, it's 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 essentially werewolf but in video game form and you just play online with a group of you a group of 10 people and it's been great because now we have this established group of different players who all play together um quite quite frequently so it'll be like maybe once or twice a week and during the like during the holidays, it was like four times a week. We just get on in the evening. We play this game, and yeah, essentially two people are imposters, and they have to lie and pretend to not be imposters while trying to kill everyone. That sounds amazing. And what I like as well is you're building relationships with people while also lying to them, which yes. then means that were you ever to meet in real life, you'd be really suspicious of everyone, and you wouldn't know <laughs> if you're all telling the truth to each other or not exactly exactly that's the key that's that's the good foundation of any friendship i recommend that as a starting point i think people should have that deception element in all dates interviews any other kind of first meetings yeah i totally agree and i was, I was going to say as well that what the best thing about your advice is that there are kids listening to this who'll be who'd be like oh i need a tip for something to do you have said that i should play computer games with other people and that is i mean that's an endorsement i think the fact that you I said endorse. it officially on this show means that all parents have to allow their kids to do it exactly i think it's a very important way to learn social skills and but also it's just great fun it's it's hard to have that much 
fun like zoom calls on their own are boring but this this yeah. game is over voice chat and it's all very fun and it just is a nice task to do i think people get bored of just going on zoom calls and stuff with their friends and just people run out of things to say yeah, well, totally. And also, I think, you know, there's this big thing um, that a lot of parents think that their children should only have certain amount of screen time a day. But everything is on screens now. Our life is on screens and you learn on screens and all people work on screens. And, you know, if you're if you don't get to do screens every day, then you're going to be like turning up in the future and going, hey, I'm ready for work. And everyone else will be like <laughs> supercomputer bionic and you'll have like a pencil and a crayon and they'll think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a massive crayon just i'm ready to draw something no 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 you can't code with a crayon i just i don't yeah. think i don't think you can i don't actually know how to code at all so i assume you can't code with a crayon you probably can't i'd say you probably just you can't i'd say no it would probably melt and, and make a terrible terrible mess in the circuit board and then it's just uh, what i'm saying is children should definitely play computer rather than put a crayon inside a computer Probably. Yeah, or anything else. Anything. Don't put yes. a crown anywhere. I'd say. No, that's that's a, that's. Do you know what? I think that's the most sensible advice we've had on this podcast. That's my tip. Ever. Don't put a crayon anywhere and especially don't eat it as well. Um, brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you, Ken. That is a fantastic tip. Um, and now the next thing I've got to ask you is this is an audio podcast for listeners to hopefully listen to with their ears. Although, as I say every week, I don't mind if they mm. want to listen to it with their knees. That is also allowed. I'm not going to discriminate. Um, oh, and I just wondered if, because it's audio, if you had a favourite noise uh, that you could share with us. You want me to make the noise with my mouth or just say the noise? Well, I mean, if you can make it, that is brilliant. If you can't make it and you need to tell us it, then that is also great. Oh, I'll go with the, as a, as a, as a classic, the classic uh, nerd lightsaber sound is the noise that I'm always just, just if I'm just walking around the flat, I will sometimes make that noise. Can, can you do it for us? Not oh the pressure now. Room, room. That's very good. That's very Vroom. good. <laughs> do you how regularly do you pretend? Because I, I let, like one, I pretend to be a Jedi on quite regular occasion. Yeah, and particularly, um, I like it if you're in. Uh, like trains or a building that's got like um, automatic doors and you just pretend oh. you've used the force to open them. So you like move your hand as the doors that open. It's fun. like, I've done that with my brain. I'm, like, I'm into force. that. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, that's always good. It's powerful. It's a powerful feeling. It's powerful fantasy. And I think any fantasy that makes you feel powerful, just go with it. I I absolutely agree. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and that's what I was going to say with, with lightsaber noises, are you, I'm one of those sort of people, I'll pick up most things and then, uh, just pretend it's a lightsaber for at least yeah, a few yeah. minutes yeah. yeah sometimes i'm not even picking up anything i'm just swinging my hand and just going i was really i was a big fan of like samuel jackson in those movies when i was a kid he's i loved the way he swung it like a baseball bat he was just felt i often used to do that yeah it was a proper good you, yeah it was that thing because if, if i if i had a, a lightsaber i'd be very undelicate with it i think you know yeah. like some of the um some of them like sort of always uh, like Darth Maul or whatever would do all those like twisty cool <laughs> things or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and even sort of like, you know, Luke and Darth Maul. And I'd just go in and just be like, bash, smack. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd just be like hitting people with it. I don't think I'd have any uh, any clever skills at all. Yeah, no, probably the same. Probably the same. 
don't have time to learn the skill. It's just no. It's a lightsaber. It's a big old lightsaber. Just go in swinging. Yeah, and it and it cuts through everything. Why do you need to be like super skilled with it? Can't you just like just throw it around the place? Yeah. Although I, in reality, if I had a lightsaber, I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared. <laughs> I'd be so worried. I, I get scared when I pick up anything like slightly dangerous, like a, a drill. I, I just get worried that something bad will happen. Yeah. It's, I, I, how long do you think you'd last before you cut off your own finger by accident with a lightsaber? Not long. Not very long. I think probably like 10 minutes max. Yeah, I, I'd worry that I'd suddenly have like an itch on my nose or something and forget I was holding the lightsaber and they'll be like, oh, I've my face <laughs> off. Or like there'd be ah. something, <laughs> you know, or like you've got something under your nail and you'd be like, oh, I'll just get it. I'll get it out with this. Oh, like, just, <laughs> arm's gone. Yeah. I, will, I, don't I think... wish there were more stories of that in Star Wars, just like a really <laughs> bad, a bad, like clumsy <laughs> Jedi who just, who just lost all his fingernails. We need we need the Star Wars series we need is an A and E in Star Wars in in the Star Wars universe <laughs> that's full of people that have had terrible lightsaber accidents because they've been really careless <laughs> and <laughs> just yeah. in, in there for for awful reasons and uh, yeah I think that's that's definitely we'll get in touch with Disney after this and yes. uh, we'll sell that to them. I think definitely. they'll take it. I think the Star Wars franchise needs a a new life force. They're running out of ideas. This is exactly the angle we need to go down. I I one hundred percent agree. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, brilliant. Well, Ken, that is that is a good noise. I thoroughly approve your noise, and it's very it's a very accurate lightsaber noise as well. You should be proud of it. Thank you should you. you should you shouldn't be scared to do that noise on on more podcasts. Okay. I think that I'm good noise on needs every to happen. Podcast I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. You absolutely should. <laughs> Even um, if I'm not asked, I'll just I'll just come in with the lightsaber noises and people will be like, what the hell are you doing? There's a true crime podcast. And I'll be like, I don't care. You shouldn't Tierney care. Told me to do this. But I, I, well, good. I, I think, because also it's audio and they will never know if you really had a lightsaber there or not. So that's true. They'll just assume, well, he probably has a lightsaber. He brings up every podcast he's on. Why would he do this otherwise? Yeah. What kind and- of messed up mind does he have? <laughs> The only issue will be then if you start getting booked for, you know, if you get booked for, for live gigs because you're the lightsaber guy and then you turn up and you haven't yeah. got one. That is awkward. That's yeah. awkward. I'll say, I'll just be like, oh, no, I'm too scared of cutting my own nose off. That's, yeah. And again, you've got the excuses already. I feel like you've got this, you've got this really, really sorted. Uh, there's, a, there's a new mm. career here for you as, as the lightsaber, lightsaber Ken. I tend to agree. Yeah. This is superb. Well, so much. We've planned so much already for this show. There's so much to do when we finish this podcast and we've still got more questions to ask you before we get there. So um, the very important question I have to ask you before the very, very important question um, is that this is a family friendly podcast for people of all possible ages that you can ever imagine. Um, and that just means I need to check that, you know, it's family friendly. And yes. if there are any rude words that you won't be saying for the rest of this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, rude words. Uh, one that I often drop is um a uh, ball pit. Oh no! Ball pit, yeah. Oh no, that's a horrible because horrible. No, like, it's horrible, and because oh, I mean, a horrible word, very offensive, but also 
ball pits themselves often have wee in it, often have germs in it. You know, they're just... Yeah, exactly. They're pretty disgusting. They're disgusting things, aren't they? I don't know who saw a pit and thought, I'm going to fill that with balls. Yeah. Some sicko. Absolute sicko. Well, thank you for not saying that on this podcast. If you don't say ball pit, I won't say it. Yeah, I definitely won't say ball pit. I'll I'll make sure not to say ball pit. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate it. Right. Um, Ken, obviously, the, the reason I've got you on, the, the reason I asked you to do this episode uh, is because I, there's a question that's been sent in. I think this is perfect for you. And I think you're the person, you're the man that can answer this for us. I think you're the, you're the one that, uh, that can give the answer that's needed. Um, and this has been sent in from Thea in Amsterdam, which is very exciting. Um, and she, well, she said to say this like I'm a news reporter. So I'll try my best. But the question that Thea has sent in is, why is news so boring? Ken. <laughs> why? It's, and it, I'm required to respond as a news reporter as well. If you like. I, she didn't specify. So I, I shoot. But oh. I would like. I mean, I think if you can. I I read it that way. So I think I'm ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've read news, but I think I can do a news. A news. You did? Did voice. you used to read the news? I, I just, I, I didn't realize. I didn't include that in your accolades. I wasn't. Were you previously a news reporter? No, I've never done that. I, I've not, not in any professional setting anyway. Oh, I see. You just meant when, since you've read the news, as in you've read the news for yourself. I thought you meant since yeah. you were a professional news reporter. Oh, no, no, no. I've, I've. I've not had that chance. Maybe in the future. Maybe that's where my career is going after this. After this, this might be my audition tape for for that role. Yeah, after the lightsaber live shows, uh, yeah. then we've got the news reporter live. So is it something you'd like to do? Can you, can you see yourself delivering the news? <sighs> Probably not, because as... Who, what was the name of the question asker? Uh, Thea. Thea. Thea? Thea. Thea. F-I-A. Oh, Thea. Well, as Fia says, it is very boring. So it would be a step down from comedy and all sorts of other things. That is true. That okay. is true. But, but can I? Why is it so boring? What do you do? You think it's boring? Okay, I'll I'll get I'll get into the I'll do I'll do a bit of news reporting. Welcome to the six o'clock. <laughs> is that what they say? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the night's special panorama special on why is the news so boring. Here we are with a special investigative reporter, Ken Cheng. Well, Ken Cheng, I think you'll find that the news is boring because of the really weird, monotonous voice that they often read it in. If you were to have any conversation like this, it would sound very boring. Like imagine if I was just talking to you about what I did with my day and what I bought at the local Tesco's, where I went to the Tesco's and bought a packet of sponges, some bread, some oranges, and a gallon of milk. As you can see, that was incredibly boring. Another reason the news might be boring is because it's often very sad and being sad all the time is very dull. Why do we have to be sad all the time? Why does the news have to be sad? And why can't it be more happy? That, wow. That's that's the most I can keep up that, that was, voice. It's actually very hard. I've, <laughs> I've got to applaud that. That was superb. Well, and I have to say, Ken, that you, I mean, I think your reason, I think your answer was absolutely correct. But that was I found that exciting. I mean, maybe maybe you're oh, too good sh- at oh, it. No. Maybe Shoot. you're too good at the boring voice. But I I didn't fall no. asleep during that. 
But oh I, no, maybe it is the great vo- maybe it is a great voice to say anything. Well, no, but I think you're right. I do I do wonder if if you know uh, talking to people like that, especially for a long amount of time, it would probably get a bit. It would get annoying. Yeah, if not boring, wouldn't it? It would be annoying for both the person talking like that and the person listening. Yeah, have you um, what? Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good question to ask you in that voice that you could answer in that voice, and we could yeah. let's give it a test let's run. Um, let me see. Have you had any exciting sandwiches today? Yes, I have had a few sandwiches. Let me just think back to what I ate. Well, it was a nice pickle and bacon and lettuce and tomato with a dash of onion. Wow. What a tasty wow. sandwich. <laughs> that sounds really wow. exciting. Do you know what? I think you're right. In that, that did sound like a good sandwich. And yet it, having to ask oh. you about it and hear you respond like that made it less exciting. Yeah, I think I think it would be unexciting to have any conversation, prolonged conversation with anyone talking like that. And I don't know yes. why it's become the classic news voice. Was it ever decided at any point or did someone just start doing that and everyone was like, Oh, that must be what newsreaders sound like. Let's keep doing that. It's a good question. I wonder if in the old sort of in the old days, uh, they maybe read it in a more exciting like, hey, it's the news, everyone. Um, <laughs> and everyone was like, whoa, you need to calm down. You're saying sad things. You're saying that, you know, like, it's the news today. A rabbit got fired into space by accident. Everyone's like, whoa, no one. No, that's a sad story. We don't don't send rabbits well, into space. Yeah. Well, they used to have town criers. And they're quite exciting, but maybe that yes. got old. Hear ye, what? hear ye. Maybe they should just bring that back to the news. Yeah, and they always had a big, uh, like a bell, didn't they? And they'd ring the ding, yeah. ding, ding. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> but also the town criers would just walk in. Because, because uh, like at least with the news, you can change the channel. If you're not enjoying it, you change the channel or something. But a town crier, you'd just be like getting some carrots or something or walking your donkey or whatever it was people did. And then they just walk in and go, bang, bang, bang. Oh, I've got the news. It'd be like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not re- I've got a headache. Go away. Yeah, really, the I guess the popular, the public reaction to people screaming in the streets has really turned around since those days. <laughs> Nowadays, if someone screams in the streets, you're like, this is, I won't trust this source. Yes, that's true, isn't it? Whereas, it, uh, and that feels very unfair to people who scream in the streets nowadays because if they if they'd just been alive two hundred years ago, they'd have been <laughs> the top reporter for the area. Yeah, they were born in the wrong time. Yeah, now they're just screaming Bob outside Tesco's or whatever, and it's yeah. it's, it's a real demotion. <laughs> and how sad! Yeah, that is a shame, a real shame. That is a real shame. Do you think, because I think your your other point, which is very important, is, you know, a lot of the news is miserable. It's always like, this person is dead. This is gone wrong. This, you know, something's on fire. But if the news was about, like, do you you think, do you think that the news has to be read like that because it's sad? Or do you think we'd get Mm. better news if, like, I I try to work out the, the cause and... Effect, you know, if the news is more exciting, do you think we'd get more exciting stories, or is it that, you know, because they have to report the sad stuff, they have to be sad? Interesting, interesting. I'm not sure what is the real chicken and egg situation. Mm. I, I think the news is sad because our brains are geared to uh, looking out for danger, 
hmm. and sad things are, da- are often dangerous things. So that's why the news has become overwhelmingly sad because it's exploited what people are most like drawn to. That's I think true. there is a lot of happy news out there, but it's rarely on the you know broadcast news. So, we, but we need like a different show. We need like a happy news show. Mm. That fear yeah. may enjoy that we could maybe read that maybe p- people like this, you know could read out in a much more excited voice. Yeah, I think I think you would need that first, and then people can start doing the voice. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to think of what happy news. I always liked. Um, they don't do it so much now, but there always used to be. I'm, I'm now going to sound very old, but at the end of the news, eight, eight ago, they always used to have like a, a fun story about a baby llama has been born, or like there'd always be some <laughs> sort of like. And today, there's a pig called Dennis who stole a tractor, or there'd always be something, yeah. some weird animal-based story that would be hilarious and very fun. And yeah. I, I miss that. Yeah, they they should probably bring that. What happened to those? Did they run out of cute animals? Yeah, maybe, or maybe all the animals got. Maybe all the animals have been miserable. Maybe because people kept talking to them in that boring voice. All the animals were like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm only going to do boring stuff now." I've made. I don't know. I, I mean, again, it's the. I don't know what what's happened first. Mm. Do you think fear would enjoy that? We don't know actually what it's. It's a hard question to answer to fear because we don't know what her sensibilities are. That's maybe true. she finds it boring because it's too it's not you know maybe it's it's not sad enough that's true she might want it to be even more sad yeah today because somebody these... kicked a puppy and put it in a well <laughs> and fear would be like yeah this is what i've been dreaming of yeah yeah thank god finally that's they're true. not they're afraid they're not afraid to pull their punches now that's it. Maybe fear is wanting more dangerous, more awful news. That's that's very possible. I, I mean, the other thing that, that I, I, we haven't mentioned is that the news, people who read the news are always in, like, suits or smart clothes. That is boring, yeah. It's really boring, isn't it? People, anyone wearing a suit is automatically boring. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely, definitely true. Yeah. That is suits true. are the most boring, most boring thing. I I mean I, I don't know what your preference would be. I'd quite like to see someone wearing a Viking hat reading the news. <laughs> I I think that is a good idea. I think that would make people would immediately be like, well, this guy's wearing a Viking hat. He probably I get at the same time I think the public opinion on on trusting someone wearing a Viking hat is quite low. Mm. So that's something we need to deal with. Again, uh I think people mistrust the issue is news has to be trustworthy. And often trustworthy things are quite boring. That's true. But then, you see, I I trust people who look... I mean, like, like for example, right now, you're wearing that that throw that looks incredibly yes. comfortable. I trust you because that because I trust that you're a person that likes comfort and you're not going to muck about. You're going to go, mm. do you know what? I'm going to wear this throw because it, it makes... And that makes me go, Ken's obviously a trustworthy person. I mean, I know you to be anyway, but, they, you know, I, I like if I... Like, I love wearing hoodies because hoodies, uh, which I'm not wearing one today, but they're just the most comfy item of clothing. So if I saw a news report in a hoodie, I'd be like, yeah, they know what's going on. Yeah. Well, maybe society needs to change then. Maybe that's that's the issue. Society needs to be more welcoming of hoodies Uh, so is it society's fault that news is so boring Ken yeah because news is ultimately only catering to whoever's watching it so if it was 
people like you, me, and Fear deciding, we probably would make the news exciting. We'd probably make it look, look like a cross between, you know, like kids TV and I don't know what else, YouTube and something else that's exciting, like an action film or something. Probably. Yes. Or like some one of those like fun sciencey shows like Brainiac Science Abuse. Kind of put all those together and make news like that. That'd be so awesome. I, I would agree. I hadn't even thought of action. I'd love to see like a news show start with the presenter, who's obviously wearing a Viking hat, diving through a window, like <laughs> escaping an explosion. And they go, ah, here's the news. Like that would be, I'd be totally tuned in every time. Should, yeah, I think they should try reading the news in an action star way. Like this is the news. Liam Neeson from Taken. <laughs> this is the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But like, it's, the stock the voice... market has gone down two da- two points on the Dow Jones. <laughs> I, I'm coming yeah, to get I, you. And like like this, it's more like that the voice that's on every film trailer, isn't it? Coming soon, yeah. something terrible <laughs> is going to happen. Yeah. To be honest, film trailers are more exciting by about five times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like this. I I think this is a fantastic idea. I mean, firstly, I think I, I'm guessing Fear probably won't be very happy with the idea that she's going to have to start watching the news so that they might make the news for people like her. But I think, yes. you know, if she's happy to write in and suggest some of the reasons that we we or some of the, the solutions that we've given. Definitely. What's yeah. uh, you're just fi- final, Ken? I suppose your ideal. We, we've put in a few ideas. What would be your ideal news program? Then, what sort of style, genre, maybe what voice do you want? I think a puppet, have a puppet. Mm. Definitely, yes. we're talking like either like a Muppet style puppet or Hackety Dog is pretty great. Yes. I'm a fan of Hackety Dog. I love Hackety yep. Dog. He's brilliant. I met him Absolutely recently brilliant. and Did you? He, he's a pro. He's a pro. He's a real pro, you know? And he'd and read it's, the news so well. Yeah. It's weird that he's not got the same prestige as like Jon Snow or whatever. It's like, People it's, wouldn't put them in the same category, but actually they're doing the same job really. And they're doing it probably at the same competence level. And one is much more exciting than the other, yet is not as prestigious. I'm totally with you. Hackety Doug to read the news. That's yeah. definitely... Puppets is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Ken, that is that is a, a fantastic answer. And I hope Fear is happy with that because I, I certainly am. And I think that's I think if it, just talking to you has made the news already seem a lot more exciting. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, have, have you got an exciting rest of the day planned? Is it is it much burp orchestra practice or, or, or something else? Yeah, I do need to check up on the burp orchestra there, check their diets. It's 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 actually mm. become way more admin about their diets because of this whole smell thing. It sure. there's actually very little skill in the burps. It's more about making sure their diets are correct. That's a that's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, and and, it, and it's I mean it's you 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 do it. It's so you. Thank it's you. me. It's me. Hopefully not for long. Hopefully I'll pass it on. <laughs> literally if not yeah sort of in the air in in, in the wind yeah <laughs> lovely well thank you ken thanks tons for your time and, and uh hopefully catch you soon thank you now second problem is that the yo-yo may not come back up Many thanks to Ken for answering Fia's very important question about the news and I hope Fia that you are pleased with the answers and will consider either watching the news until they change it knowing that you're watching and you're an important viewer or perhaps just start making your own more fun news instead. 
do let us know. And if you can access CBBC, then you can see Ken co-hosting a new show called Don't Blame Me, Blame My Brain, which is also a show about answering questions too. Only he and his co-host Leila Navabi answer mostly science-based ones, and it's a very, very fun show on Wednesdays on CBBC at 5.15pm or on the BBC iPlayer. If you'd like to send in questions for this show, though, please do get your gassy bumble wallies, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk with anything at all that you want to ask. Or you can send us in your own made-up jokes if you'd like them to be read out on the show, or your favourite animal, uh, yo-yo trick, or anything else at all. Please also give this podcast a review if you can. Tell all your friends to listen in to and your enemies as well, because it's nice to be nice, isn't it? And if your grown-ups fancy buying us a galactic squash to say thanks for making you do a laugh, then they can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash comedy club for kids or via the ACAST supporter button. I'm now going to see if I can tie all these yo-yos to each other and see if they'll take themselves around the corner and never come back. Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.